Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Welcome to Pearl Mania 500, the only podcast where a husband and wife duo celebrate the 5-0 undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. What we're talking about today are the Philadelphia Eagles and how they are dominating the NFC this East right now. This is not a football podcast. What? I'm no, sorry? this is not a football podcast. It's not? No, we're not going to talk about the Eagles wins right now. But then why did I crack open this bottle of Fireball I and taking a shot live on because air? Because you've been in a weird mood. I just And watched... you're drinking Fireball in the podcast room. Well, the room's full of ants. <laughs> I know. I'm covered in ants. He's co- His room is covered in ants. Yeah, my office is covered in ants. They're crawling up through the radiator. Um, I don't understand. So now he's drinking Fireball and pretending this is a sports podcast with the Kelsey brothers. Listen, okay? If we could get the Kelsey brothers. <laughs> yeah. What are you, Taylor us. Swift? Ah! <laughs> Oh, if only I could use the, the Kelsey brothers for more fame and glory. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hopefully if you made it through the funny joke part of the intro, this is Mania 500, the husband and wife duo podcast where they lord dump on each other in a way that is kind of nice. Consensual. There's a place where I'm a little messy bottom right now. <laughs> you 
you really are a lot right now. Yeah, I've only I, I've only had one shot. <laughs> yeah, and they've heard the intro and the theme, and I'm already I forgot to hit the air horn. His name was Dusk is gonna feel very weird about it, mm-hmm. uh, as we say on every episode. Though all of our music comes from his name was Dusk. Check the show notes for links to his uh, places to listen to more of his music. Yeah, great. Uh, anyway, Mrs. P. Yes. Uh, we a uh, little bit ago mm-hmm. uh, said that we were going to do a special stretch goal when we hit 500 Patreons. Yes, I remember we, this. We hit 500 Patreons. We sure did. Uh, it's been a whirlwind time. Yeah, it's um, been incredibly crazy. We opened up a, a an area for everyone to state mm-hmm. what they would like me to read. Yeah, what they want to force you to read. I want to be yes clear that a bit of spite has played into this, and you know, there's no tastier treat than spite. That's true. It is That's very true. salty, it's sweet, it's caramely, it's crunchy, it's all the things. Yes. Spite and pettiness are the most delicious of snacks in as this are, household. As are all of these ants. <laughs> uh-huh. It's one of those things where when you notice one, <laughs> yeah. then you're like, oh my God, there's so many <laughs> ants. A real problem. That's <laughs> why you need to drink. I'm drinking heavily. <laughs> all right. Um, so anyway, we had uh, hundreds of suggestions and then I went through the suggestions for books to make you read. Yes. And when you read this book, we're going to do a special Mrs. P's book club episode where you read the book and then you explain the book to me. Uh-huh. And so I went through and I read some good re- uh, read reviews. Mm-hmm. I looked at, you know, different uh, websites so I could try to get a vibe on what some of the books were. Yes. Some of the books I knew what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to do a top three and then we're going to let everybody vote. And yep. then that's how we're going to pick the book, right? Okay. So what happened was um, I had to go over three. We had yeah. too many good suggestions. Yeah. You sat down and you 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 came to me mm-hmm. with a list of about 17 books. And that was brought down from, you know. Like 100. Well over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a ton of books. And you came to me with 17. And mm-hmm. then we agreed of a few things. Number one, it had to be a fictional book. Had, yep. Well, uh, no, that's not true. There's one that's not. Uh, no, we'll get into how that is. Oh, yeah. You know what you're uh, right. Yeah. So that that was the number one. And then we discussed a few different things and about what makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Is this truly a punishment for me? So I shouldn't be able to read anything that I would enjoy. Yep. Um, a lot I, of different I suggested things, that. I suggested that. A lot of different things like that. What you're doing. And, <laughs> um, and we got down to a certain point and uh, finally we agreed that it will be five books mm-hmm. for the final vote. I do want to bring up one thing. It was suggested that you read Verity. Now, Verity is a book by Colleen Hoover. Yes. And I need to thank everyone that made the suggestion because it is so funny. The issue lies in that Verity is the one and only Colleen Hoover book I have ever read. Yes. It is the I read that book. I threw it at a wall. I don't even think I donated it. I think I was like, you know what? Maybe book burnings are right. I'm just kidding, of course. Mm-hmm. But... uh we can't do that book because I already know how it goes. Yeah. But the suggestion was incredibly funny. Now, someone else did also uh, recommend the Bible. Yeah, that's, um, you can get a book report on that. Yeah, you can. Uh, it's called Church Fuckers. <laughs> Go to it. I like uh, making no, you read I, the Bible. I know, but also it was one of those things that was like, well, where do you even start? I mean, obviously Genesis, <laughs> but like, do you go chapter by chapter, book by book inside the Bible? We also uh, wanted to go for books that were a little bit meaty. Because yeah. there were a couple books that were recommended that were like YA, YA novels and things mm-hmm. like that that sounded good, uh, but were also quite short. 
Yeah. Um, so we debated it's about a, that. Again, the spite and the pettiness is forcing him to read a book. Yeah. And again, a fiction book, because I do read nonfiction books in the research for this podcast. Yeah. 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 And the hardest part, and y'all really did nail it. Because she had me read some of these summaries of some of these books. Mm -hmm. The hardest part for me is when they're like, you look at a fantasy book especially, and it's like, Zenobia is a heart ringer. Heart ringers have been fighting in the shadow wars for 37 years. But no, a light child has been born. (laughs) And I'm like, fucking kill me? And I was like, put it on the list. I'll deep throat. Sounds great. I'll deep throat a He's gun. gonna love this. So these are the five, top five contenders yes. that will be put up on the Patreon for voting. Yes. And um, so, okay, so the first book is called Rubicon. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, J.S. Dews. And it's about an AI robot situation in which, you know, the robots are trying to take over. It's it it seems pretty silly Billy sci-fi. It's got the AI in it. Alex loves to yell about AI. I felt like it would be a fun yeah, to upset I, him about AI and then he'd yell about it. I looked it. over it and I was like, all right, the author's name's JF Dues and JS Dues. And then I looked into it. I'm like, oh, using initials, that's definitely a lady. And mm-hmm. then looked it up, definitely a lady. Yeah. And the book has that kind of weird self published cover look to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, the yeah. book's doing well, but yeah. like they haven't reached that thing where they're going to get an actual graphic designer to do the cover. So I was like, all right. This could have a little bit of trash to it. Yeah, a little bit of camp. I love a little bit of camp. Yeah, so Rubicon looks pretty good. I thought it was going to be about Julius Caesar. Yeah, and I was was like, I would never bring you that joy. No. So then uh, the second book is a book called Children of Time. Yep. And it seems to be, again, in the sci-fi arena... Um, it seems to be a future Earth situation. Humanity has left Earth due to many reasons. Basically, we killed it. We killed Earth. Oopsie daisy. And they go to a new Earth. And then they have to come back because the scientists had set up, like, I guess, a regenerative situation where they were going to fix Earth while we were away. Like Wally. But, but plot twist, um, something else has moved on into Earth and has already taken over. And so it's a human versus whatever this entity is. Yeah. And um, it sounds very funny, very camp, very something I would read and then upset Alex with. And so that uh, was the main reason I thought that would be a good one. On there. <laughs> now, then the third choice. OK, again, this is where the spitefulness, the pettiness yeah. were coming in. And I really appreciated it. I loved it. Um, a lot of people voted. They, they, they hit the like button. They also wrote it in. A lot of people suggested uh, that you read Stormfront by Jim Butcher, the first series in the Dresden Files. Yeah, which is a book that his name was Dusk has recommended to me Mm -hmm. for years. Yep. um, Has loaned to me. Yes. Uh, I then jokingly bought it for you to read Mm -hmm. uh, as a joke. And then I was like, well, this way also I finally get to hear about it. Yep. Um, That way we kill two birds, one stone. And then the listener said, no, fuck you. Read the book your friend suggested you might like. Yes, and um, we own the book. It's somewhere in this <laughs> oh, house. I have it. I have you have it. it. Okay, because it was on this. It was over here, mm, yeah. and I was like, it's not here anymore. No, I moved it over there. So if I was people start pick reading the, it, if people pick that one, it's the least. It's literally the least amount of work for me. <laughs> that's. I mean, making you go to the library is a whole other. But fun that's a level of pleasure. It. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 
Stormfront by Jim Butcher, the first of the Dresden Files. Hilarious. I love the bringing back the lore of the fact that mm -hmm. his name was Dust to Justice. Okay. Um, the fourth one that's going on there, A Court of Thorn and Roses. Okay. Uh, by Who is that by? I don't have their name right now. You don't now. have their name. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this book, uh, when we were going down the list... This book is just fucking horny. <laughs> yeah. This is this is one of those like dark fantasy weird horny They're books. They're fairies. It's a fae story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Y'all hear this? <laughs> Y'all hear what you've been recommending for me? Because a when lot I of looked, people liked it. When I looked into that list, I went, "This book is going to be horny." Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a horny book. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'll leave that one. Okay. And then the final, the number five. Well, of all the fiction titles that we've chosen. The fiction titles we've, we've chosen. Um, now this one, this one made me laugh out loud, as the kids say. Yes. I had a good guffaw and I was so excited that someone wrote it on here so I could uh, put this on this list. Is uh, we had a write in for The Twelve Rules by Jordan Peterson. Okay. So now here, <laughs> I know what you listeners are thinking. <laughs> Because I did look it up because we were discussing it. Mm -hmm. um, it's 12 rules. Yeah. How long could it be? That's what I thought. 448 pages. <laughs> For 12 rules. I would like to point out, and I will make this joke again if I'm forced to do this book. Uh, uh, the Ten Commandments are on two stone tablets. And there's only 10 of them. And there's only 10. Yeah. Jordan Peterson wrote 12 rules mm -hmm. on how to live. Mm-hmm. And it took him 448 pages to explain it. Yeah. Uh, so just want to throw that out there. Those are the five. Those are the five books that will be going on to be voted for. And I'm going to put that live. Let me look at the calendar here because I don't like to do it the same day as when we post the episode. Uh, we're going to do that Wednesday, October 11th, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm -hmm. uh, I will post the, uh, I'll post the poll yep. for all of the team leads and feds to vote in. Wait, what? The feds are not allowed to vote. They're they, feds. They pay a lot of money. <laughs> I will let them vote. In fact, honestly, feds, if you're a fed, <laughs> message me directly and you automatically get five extra votes. No. As a Democratic... No. no you're Absolutely a, the you're fuck a, not. You're a Democratic super voter, <laughs> oh the same God. way the DNC runs this fucking political How? party. No, I'm kidding. You, you will get psycho. one vote. You will get one vote. I can't even believe we're giving the feds one vote. I'm giving. Listen, they after pay everything $30. I learned about everything I learned about the feds, come on, they're paying thirty bucks. All right, team <sighs> leads are paying five. Okay, fine. Hey, Huns are paying three. I I'm gonna accept this, but I'm not gonna like it. You're not gonna like it because I don't it? like uh, joining up with the feds. Well, you know that's just how that goes for everyone out there. You ready to do Hey Huns? Yeah, I'm ready to do Hey Huns. Are you ready to do Hey Huns? Yeah. All right. Hey, huns, let's meet our team leaders. This is our 39th episode, so if this is your first time here in Hey, Huns, wow, where you been? Um, these are all of our <laughs> Patreon subscribers <laughs> and their special names that they have sent in to us. Uh, so let's go down them. You ready for them? Hell yeah. All right. Up first, we have Oyaya Frito. Hey, hun. After that, we have All Hail Zalord. Hey, hun. You're going to like this next one. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, potato underscore latka underscore supremacy. Facts. Big facts. You know what? Let's go. Well, that's very Get the loud. sour cream. Get the applesauce. Let's go. After that, we have Gord. Okay. It it says Gorges to me. Oh, Gorges. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I was I was like, is it Spanish? <laughs> we got Brazilian ones sometimes. We have some Brazilian Patreons. I I thought it was gonna be like 
Jorge's. No, no, it's it's, it's Gorgez. Yeah. All right. Hang well, on. I didn't expect a pun. Um, <laughs> after that, we have uh, Benjamin and Venetia. Oh, hey, hon. Thank you guys so much. After that, we have Dextrus. Hey, hon. After that, we have Mitch McConnell Horcrux. <laughs> oh. I feel like that's like the thirtieth Mitch McConnell Horcrux. How many are there? There's so many with glitch McConnells. Listen, y'all, it's getting closer and closer every day. Um, this next one, this next one is very good. Uh, and it makes me very happy. Oh, he had to do the second click. That means it's real long. It's very long. It's all one word. I got a promotion so I can afford this now. And then they sent in a message. Now, mm. it's been difficult for us to get messages from oh people God, yeah. because Patreon has done an update. Patreon is doing a lot of changes right now. Um, I know it, it's looking different for you guys as end users, but for us as creators, it sucks shit. And um, I don't know where any of my buttons are. So yeah. I was able to find this random message and they explained to us, that to become they finally make enough money mm-hmm. to become a team lead. Yeah. Because in their real life job, yeah. they've been promoted All right. to team lead. Hell yeah. Let's go. I love that corporate synergy, you know? Yeah. Let's circle back to that later. Uh, after that, we have thanks for the pumpkin bread recipe, Mrs. P. Hey, I was go. secretly giving out pumpkin bread recipes in one of your TikTok comment sections. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah. That's good. Have we, we should, you should post that on the Patreon. Oh, I could post it you on there. It's not it. my recipe. It's I don't care. It's a different guy's recipe, but he nailed it. Yeah, but you said you said the link to where it was. Yeah, I've but been we'll, the link We'll out. put it in the Patreon, and you probably have it on your Instagram. After that, we have Malevolent. Hey, hon. I like it. I know. Step on me. Whoa. After that, we have Lori D. Giovanni. Hey, hon. After that, we have Jamie Robinson. Hey, hon. After that, we have... Oh, my God. I love this name. This is an amazing name. What is it? Ho DiMaggio. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. Ho DiMaggio. Uh, you know what? I'm going to finish my shot on that one. Uh, it's Fireball's full Vance. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't. You made me look. I know. He's panicking. He's I panicking. choked mid shot. <laughs> I was just trying to look cool in front of Ho DiMaggio. <laughs> oh man! After that, we have Paulie seven nine seventy nine seventy nine. Hey, um. After that, we have Napoleon Boner fart. <laughs> this is dumb. I love it. Hey, <laughs> it caught you. It's you good. choked on that it one. Was good. After that, we have definitely underscore not underscore a underscore spiritual underscore <laughs> leader underscore of underscore a underscore cult. I believe them. They're definitely not a leader of a cult. Yep, definitely you not ever a, say it. No, no, definitely not a spiritual leader of yeah. a cult. Well, there's financial a- leader. Yes. Oh. All day. Every day. <laughs> Uh, after that, we have Shenyun Paid Subscription Service, <laughs> which we found out a funny little tidbit today. Yeah, Your dad came over to help us uh, with some stuff around the house. Yep. Uh, we had a plumbing issue, mm-hmm. and he came over and fixed our garbage disposal. Yep. Big shout out to, yep. to a great basement grandpa. <laughs> basement grandpa, yep. Yep. We keep them in our basement to fix stuff. <laughs> uh, but he mentioned that your aunt, uh-huh. he gave them the ticket. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah I was going to go, because I was talking about a theater I went to recently. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, I was going to go to that theater to go see the uh, the dancing. I was like, what type of dancing? He was like, I don't know, the Chinese dancing. I was like, Shen Yun. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I know, I sent my sister instead. I was like, and she <laughs> They didn't convince her to join. And then we realized we're like, oh, "Oh, I bet. I bet she was like, I'm in. And they were like, ma'am, you don't you don't need this. (laughs) You shouldn't accept the the term and conditions immediately. Like 
not even that i was giggling at the thought of my father at a shenyun <laughs> like you when you think high kick of high a- kick understand understand and now they're having fetuses ripped from them i don't understand everyone's a god apparently <laughs> uh. but also just like the way my dad looks aesthetically yes like he's just a big dude i'm gonna from listen Philly. i think i think it, i think this is a safe thing to say yeah your dad mm-hmm. if you didn't know him yeah you'd be like that man is racist. No, no. He looks it. No, he doesn't. He does. Listen, when your dad looks stern, the first time I met your dad, I was like, that dude doesn't like Jews. And then the next thing he was just like, you like potato lockers? And I was like, this dude loves Jews. Yeah. So yeah, your dad's cool. My dad looks like a fully dude. Your dad through. looks like the thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> Your dad looks like I he love should you, yell. Dad, if this is the episode he listened he's to, he's not listening to it. He could listen to this episode. I love you so much. No, listen, I love you too, uh, Basement Grandpa. Your dad's great. I know he's the shit. I know it's very funny. The I need to put it in the people's heads. Imagine if Ben Grimm, the thing from the Fantastic Four, was seated in a tiny chair. The chair is, uh, is his a arms tiny theater chair. chair. Yep, yeah. and he's just in the middle of the theater. And then mm. Shen Yun begins. And he's just going, what the fuck? Yeah. When did communism enter the chat? <laughs> all right. Uh, you ready for the last one? Yeah. Okay. Because as you know, all of our hey hunts, all of our uh, team leads, and all of our Fed Patreon subscribers, they can mm-hmm. get ad-free episodes. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know you that. You did not know that. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like that's one of the biggest selling points of Patreon. Yeah. Uh, which our last person here uh, decided to let us know. Okay. Uh with their Patreon name. Mm-hmm. Here to avoid better help ads. Bet, let's go. Listen, I know they're in the in the front end, they're in the middle end, they're back I end. I hear it we all the time from we my listeners. We don't pick them. I fuck better help. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Fuck yeah. better help. Yeah. Come at me, better help. Don't don't come at me. Don't <laughs> come that. at me. Don't I'm, I'm, don't don't. All right. Because the, mark I, that moment you can do That is it. the exact I'm not fucking writing it down. That's mm-hmm. work. But that's exactly like Meatball Philly when they were like, oh my God, no, <laughs> you're you're Meatball Phillying it right <laughs> meatball now. Meatball Phillying it right now. For our listeners who don't know, there was some uh, looting that happened in downtown Philly. Yeah. There was a local Philadelphia influencer who goes by Meatball. A great name. Uh, meatball was live streaming the looting. Yeah. Not a and good at idea. one point yelled into the camera, y'all police ain't going to do shit. You better come out here and stop me. And, and then, then they did live on the oh, live stream. No. And Meatball is out here wilding out still. It's crazy. But uh, maybe but it's yeah. just a thing. Maybe it's the energy. We just are like, yeah, let's go. And then yeah. we shouldn't. You get like real hype. <laughs> you get real hype when you're like, I'm t- I'm doing a crime. <laughs> I love doing crimes. Yeah. All right. Allegedly. Wait. <laughs> there we go. We have a button for that. Jesus. I forgot Sorry. we had a button. Sorry about that. We've been talking about so many dead people that I haven't had a chance to use the button. <laughs> but that was all of our patrons. So let's give them one more. Hey, huh? Let's meet our team leaders. So, Mrs. P, this was actually an extra long intro for us. Yeah. So I, well, because we had all the book stuff. Yeah, exactly. We wanted to get out all the rules and all those different things. Rules. So, um, I have a question. Yeah. Am I allowed to hit, before we uh, hit the bumper, mm-hmm. am I allowed to hit this no Nazi guarantee button? Because <sighs> I don't know what the subject is this week. Okay, so it's a gray area, and I think when we get to it, you're going to tell me. Okay. And if... 
there, we'll get to a certain point. I'll okay. let you know, and then it, we might be able to. We might be able to hit it mid 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 stream. See, the whole thing with the no Nazi guarantee button is I like to hit it like before we start telling people what but it's I about. Can't. Okay, so we'll take a bump. We're gonna take a quick bumper. <laughs> We're going to get in the he's cars just, and bump it back and forth. just drinking Fireball and taking bumps, huh? Yep, that's wow. exactly how we're doing wow. it. Stay tuned for whatever the fuck this episode's about. <laughs> Coming up after this quick little pause. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pearlmania, 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 Five hundred, and we're back. So, listen. The big part of the Eagles game today was when Hassan okay, Reddick like got I those back to back sacks. This is not a sports podcast. <sighs> this is a podcast about lore dumping on each other. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I've got things I need to tell you. What are you dumping on my chest? Okay. So I want to talk to you about Ouija boards. Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. what happened? I was I was thinking about the Ookie Spookies. Yeah. Because we're in fucktober. Uh, yeah, fucktober. <laughs> I was hoping we could come up with a pretty better name, but it turns out that everybody, the Patreons and all the people that write the emails, they say, we love fucktober. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, y'all, it's fucktober. Yeah, do you want to spell F-U-C-K-E-D, it? F-U-C-K-E-D. Like, that's fucktober. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right. Um, I thought we were doing something ooky spooky fun, lighthearted. No, no, no. no. It's just ooky keeps- spooky fun is still fucked. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's good, like, what I keep learning as I do the research. Well, because you're like, oh, spooky skeletons. Skeletons come from somebody who's fucked because they're dead. And they probably dead. got stolen. Yeah. The bones are always getting stolen. Yeah, especially at those haunted houses. <laughs> so I started doing research about Ouija boards. Ouija boards. Because they're gotcha. vi- they're a pretty integral part of the ooky spooky um, systems yes. that exist in this world. Uh-huh. From movies to YouTube videos just like the lore that exists. Yeah. And what I found was really weird. And it it was just like, I was, I started looking at it. I was like, I wanted to know what the stats were. Like, what kind of proof do we have? What the stats like, are? What are, like, what are the boards? statistics on like, wh- how, can, how can we prove it works? What do we know? Uh-huh. And it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of stats on that stuff. No. There's not a lot of proof, but I did learn a lot. And so, so I'm going to tell you that stuff. So I have a question for mm-hmm. you. Because number one, I have a, give me your hand. Okay. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I've never even been in the same room as a Ouija board. Okay. I've never touched a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I've seen it in movies. Yeah. I know what they are. Yeah. I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to put your hands mm-hmm. on the little dial. Yep. And then the ghosts or whatever move it around. Yeah, the right? spirits. The spirits. Mm-hmm. I know that that's what you're supposed to do. But like I've always been like, ah, somebody's pushing it. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's like, ah, yeah. does he really like me? And they're like, push it to yes. Mm-hmm. Really fuck with her. Um, See, but I grew up with, uh, I guess, a different experience where like we had a Ouija board, but like it was one of those things like, or no, like I had a neighbor. Her name was Joanna. Okay. Joanna had a Ouija board and we would play it at her house. Uh-huh. With the then, lights off? Yeah, of course. With candles lit? Yeah, of course. With like scary were, music like, in the bath background? like Bath and Body Works candles? Of course there are Bath and Body Works um, candles. But like my my aunt would never let us have one in the house like very superstitious okay grandma you not would always be like you're not bringing that devil board into our house oh so really like, i grew up with a very like this is a dangerous instrument you don't play with it and then the you know because you're gonna let a demon into our house and like mm. there's all of this like lore about how like you when you open the portal you have to close the portal and if you don't close it the demons are gonna stay in your house oh, okay. and you think that you're you're talking to a spirit of a loved one but it's actually a demon pretending to be them oh. because demons are tricky yeah um so like I when I was growing up it was like this fun thing that like the cool parents let their kids do but my family was like it's full of the devil <laughs> like so we never had one in the house. Okay, so you were just like poor, poor. Yeah. Because like all the cool kids that I knew, if they're like, oh, they got the cool parents. They had like a Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. And you guys were like, we have a board with a magnifying glass. It wasn't allowed to have it. It was full of the devils. Yeah, you have a devil board? (laughs) I didn't. We weren't allowed to have it. The cool kids I knew had Mortal Kombat with the blood turned on on Sega Genesis. Okay, wow. What? I mean, listen, we came from different backgrounds. So what I want to do is I'm going to start... By a, for a brief explanation, I feel like you already know this, but yeah, okay. for our listeners too, of what spiritualism is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is me kind of discussing definitions I found about spiritualism. Yeah. And anything she gets wrong, make sure you write the meanest comment possible to her okay, about great. it. I love this. Because, October is super you know. fun for me. I like how this is going so far. So spiritualism was a social religious movement from the 19th century. Um, it was all about the spirit world, the afterlife, and the spiritualists, the people that felt that this was their religious movement, they didn't feel it was like static. So it was, it never got like books, like people didn't, the way that Christians follow a Bible, the spiritualists didn't have writings right away. They didn't have a a certain way they all met together like it was more of a movement that was going across the country all at the same time um the there was main two main beliefs right that the contact with spirits is possible and that spirits are more advanced than humans which led the spiritualists to believe that spirits are capable of providing useful insight regarding moral and ethical issues as well as the nature of god so this is where we start talking about like Yes, the ghosts exist. You can talk to them. And uh-huh. once they pass over, your brother, son, dad, or whomever you're talking to will have been given more knowledge from the other side. So that's why you seek information from them. Gotcha. Okay. So spiritualism flourished for about a half a century without the canonical text or any formal organization. They maintained cohesion through periodicals and tours by lecturers um they had missionary style activities but they were that was more like mediums going and 
putting people in trances and having seances. But again, like the missionary wasn't, it wasn't what we would consider a missionary now. And then something really interesting that I did not know, um, because so many of the prominent spiritualists were women, a lot of, in air quotes, the religion, yeah. the religion of spiritualism has a lot of women's suffrage and a lot of abolition of slavery mixed into it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the leaders of spiritualism were huge into women's suffrage and really into the abolition of slavery. And that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense yeah. because, you know, when you look at the established religious uh, places they could go, churches and things like that, like yeah. men are controlling them. Mm-hmm. And those people who are running those institutions at that time would have a reason to want to keep the status quo as is. Yeah. Versus people who are setting up a new religion or just a new movement at all, yeah. you know, have a vested interest in change of any type. So they even even if they didn't believe in it, which I'm not saying they didn't, mm-hmm. but even if they didn't, they would have a reason to back that. Yeah. Because you want to you're trying to get whatever audience you can. Yeah. Also, I found out I did not do any like hard research into it, but I there's these uh, two spiritualists. Um, they're called the Fox Sisters. They're very famous. I was thinking about doing a whole episode on them because yeah. they're so wild. But the Fox sisters really pushed the spiritualist movement. They were they were the ones that could always say they could hear knocking on stuff. Are they the ones that Houdini did stuff with? Yes. Okay. He was always trying to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Fox sisters were huge in the spiritualist movement. And the thing is, they had really tight connections to Quaker revolution, uh, revolutionaries. Okay. So the Quaker um, abolition of slavery was how like it was getting mixed in because the Quakers were... The Quakers were kind of open to spiritualism because, again, the way that Quakers, in quotes, worship is way different than a lot of other organized yeah. religions. And for, I just said all the things yeah, at once. You might, yeah, it's fine. But but real quick to the listeners who yeah. don't know, Quakerism, now it's changed a lot. Yeah. Uh, West Coast Quaker, Quakerism especially has, has more formal with preachers and, and service leaders they and all do? that stuff. Yes. Oh. Um, but the classic... <laughs> Pennsylvania, we'd say more Pennsylvania style, but like kind of what we're used to in our little corner, which is what William Penn and a lot of the founding Quakers who came over here originally were, is everyone sat in a room together until the hand of God touched you, Mm -hmm. and then you stand up and you speak. It is kind of, again, that form of spirituality. The spirit, the Holy Spirit is touching you, and then that is what's speaking to you. Yeah. Uh, one of the weirdest funerals I ever went to in my entire fucking life was a Quaker funeral. I don't mm. know if I've mentioned this before on the show. I think you did. I think I did. Uh, but we all sat there in dead silence, not no pun intended, mm-hmm. until somebody stood up and decided to just talk. Yeah. And there was no beginning. There was no end. They just knew it started at noon and we were going to end it at one. And we're just going to sit in this room and just let whatever we feel like is supposed to happen, happen. Yeah. And that like, so yeah, it makes sense that the Quakers be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Quakers are new it. Yeah. So despite numer- numerous instances of, uh, fraud. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, p- the appeal of spiritualism was strong. Okay. And prominent people really liked it too. Yeah. Okay, lots of people. Um, it had a big pop, like, again, because we're in the 19th century, it had a big pop during the American Civil War because during that time, so many men were going away and not coming back, and they were getting images from the battlefield. People are seeing photography. They had never seen this before. Um, people were 
were grieving in a new way because like mm-hmm. women had experienced the loss of war before, but they never knew what it looked like. Yeah. So now images are coming back and they're like grieving in this whole new way because they had never known. And there was huge numbers of people dying, right? Yeah. Um, one well-known um, person who was in this spiritualism was Mary Todd Lincoln. Yes. Who, grieving the loss of her son, organized multiple seances at the White House, which were attended by President Abraham Lincoln. Again, this is more solidifying that spiritualism is a real thing and it's, you know, should be honored and that these people are, you know, that they're on to something, right? A lot of historians believe that the rise of spiritualism can be directly related uh, again to the Civil War and then a later World War One, when it has another rise of massive casualties, again, people start to go mm-hmm. back to spiritualism. Yeah. I would say we also are going through a lot of that now. Um, one would be because of 9-11 and the Iraq War in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And then also because of what everyone just went through with the pandemic. Yeah. There's a lot of that, you know, the crunchy mom pipeline type mm-hmm. of thing. A big part of that is spiritualism. You're looking to try to make sense out of a senseless world. Yeah. So demonstrations of mediums, seances, automatic writing, uh, was really profitable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I uh, just talking about like the spiritualism, it's a religion. Like this is what it is. It's incredibly profitable. It also has that crossover thing mm-hmm. in the, especially in the early 1900s, late 1800s. Cause we've talked about a bunch on the show with quacks. Mm-hmm. It has that crossover thing that we also see a lot every time there's a new form of social media. Yeah. Uh, because there is a scientificness to it. Yep. The pseudoscience part of it, everything else. And you go, no, 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 this has to be real. It has a website. Yeah. It's the same way of, this has to be real. It has a magazine, mm-hmm. which it has to be real. It has a radio show. And then we show. learned from this podcast that you can make your own magazine at any time. At any time. And if you need a radio station, go to Mexico, Listen, baby. Listen, when are we starting our radio station? That's we the question. We already, you're literally talking into a <laughs> microphone, being heard by people around the world. So the here's the thing. These, this part of spiritualism, this, the mediums, the seances, all of this performative stuff became the most popular form of entertainment (laughs) that was like at the time. So it becomes this incredibly popular form of entertainment, but at the same time, it's also like spiritual catharsis for people. Yeah. So it's in like this really weird kind of area where like some people are taking this really seriously because they miss their loved ones and then other people are like what are we doing friday night let's go to a fucking seance bitch get the fireball like this is a a entertainment for sure right so showmanship is becoming more and more popular in spiritualism so being really good at it (laughs) in like in an entertaining way is becoming more important than like um helping people with like talking to their family members if you will because you have to be able to put on a good show so um people love visible audible tangible evidence of spirits right and any way that they can get that they're going to pay money for it we see it today like there was like the Long Island medium. Yeah. Like she would go like you could buy tickets to her shows as she traveled the world. And she'd be like, you know, oh, do you know somebody whose name starts with the letter S? There was I that, see an S. And it's like, that, are you the count? Like yeah. the count on Sesame Street. You see a S floating the, by. Yeah. The cold reading the same way that John Edwards guy did. Yeah. 
There's that guy. And then you see it on TikTok Lives all the time now. Oh, yeah. There's the TikTok Lives where that my favorite one is when they have the, the magnet stick. Yeah. That just kind of hangs there. Like, ask any question. It's just like, yes, no, maybe. I'm like, this is just a magic eight ball. I love just it. Just buy a magic eight ball. So, like I said, it was movement was really appealing to reformers. And it also was appealing to people that wanted to reject organized religion. Um, and also it was appealing to people that wanted to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so as spiritualism grew in American culture, so did frustration with how long it took to get any meaningful messages out of spirits. So people got impatient. <laughs> it's just it's so funny. Yeah. It's like the guy who finally gets a smartphone and be like, what do you mean it's loading? It's like, yeah. dude, you're talking, you're talking to somebody in Mongolia right now. Yeah, and it's taking an extra minute to Oh, load. my God. So calling out the alphabet, waiting for a knock on the wall, writing a letter. This was all becoming boring, okay? Yeah. We need something more fun. We need Mr. Beast, you know? Like, yeah, we need, we need the TikTok of talking yeah. to dead grandmas. Rapid communication with breathing humans at this point in time. The telegraph had been around for decades, People are used to a certain level of communication. So they're like, well, why can't spirits be reached easier? Right? Like they're getting impatient as a culture. We're like, we can, we have faster communication than this. And this is like the difference between a boomer needing a call versus me just being like, just text me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is, this. why did you leave? Why did you leave me a voicemail? Well, what? Who the fuck <laughs> is listening to a voicemail? I know. Well, I'm, the only time I listen to voicemails. Yeah. is when I'm in a doctor's office waiting room. It's the only time. Oh, my it's, God. It's literally the only time I'll check, and it's literally just me going in and deleting them. The only time I listen to voicemails is when I get a text message that says, hey, do you know your voicemail box is full? And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I go oh, really? and delete them all. No, that's my favorite. I used to have a really long voicemail. I know. And that was just this whole long ramble. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. It was so annoying. And then you get to the end, it goes, voicemail box is full. <laughs> but it was like a 45-second. Oh, oh jerk It was move. the best. Real jerk I move. miss it. I, I lost a job that way. <laughs> I was applying to these jobs. They were like, absolutely the fuck And guy. I missed the first call. And I called the guy back. And like they didn't answer. And then they called me back again. I answered it. And the guy was like, oh, you're going to answer this time? I was like, yeah, I just missed you. He's like, yeah. I sat through your whole fucking voicemail. <laughs> Fuck you. I was like, what? He's like, I'm never hiring you. I was going to offer you a job. I was like, no, you weren't. He's yeah. like, yeah, I was. But yeah. now I see who you really are. Damn. And I'm like, well, now I know it wasn't a good fit. Yeah, that's what it was. It was just you um, creating a filter for people. Yeah. What's what I do in real life? Okay. So let's talk about Charles Kennard. 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 Charles Kennard. Isn't Kennard a thing? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So... Charles Kennard is a businessman. And by a businessman, I mean, this is a guy who's always looking to make a buck. <laughs> He's not like the best businessman or the most honest businessman, but he's a businessman who wants to make a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Um, he grew up in Delaware, state of Delaware, and moved to Maryland's Eastern Shore in the late 1800s after developing a secret bone mix recipe for fertilizer so look out he's a, a bone mix fertilizer man bone mix okay, okay. is that now, like bone broth yes <laughs> for Alex but Jones? for your plants but, but for dirt it's bone broth but for dirt yep the government and the secret zionist globalists are keeping <laughs> you from a good bone mix yep 
but he's here, Charles Kennard. Now, this was actually really successful. His bone mix fertilizer did bring him some success. I know that works actually from Minecraft, weirdly. Okay. And his plant, he had made a plant uh, where he was making the fertilizer. The plant went to auction due to a combination of drought, competition, and of course, debt. <laughs> so we get we can start to gather what type of businessman Kennard is. He's a man who wants to make money. He's not super successful. He gets a little taste of success here and there. Now, I'm going to introduce another character, a Prussian immigrant named E.C. Reich. Um, Reich? Reich. R-E-I-C-H-E. No, no, I know what it means. Yeah, Reich. Yeah, no, yeah. that's not e. great. E.C. Reich, he's a Prussian immigrant. Okay. It's the 1800s. Not Calm loving down. it. Calm All down. Right. All right. Now, he had an office in the same building as Kennard. And... um. Their offices were right next to each other in this business district in Maryland. Now, Reich was a furniture maker um, by trade. And I believe when he came to America, he was a furniture maker. Okay. And then uh, he decided that there wasn't enough money in furniture making, so he started making coffins. <laughs> okay? Okay. And that then still furniture. And then... He was so good at coffin making, and then I guess he wanted to cut out the middleman. He actually became an undertaker. All right, I thought you were going to say hitman. Okay. <laughs> he cut out the middleman. I thought you were just going to, we're not making enough sales. Bam. <laughs> That's, that would be an incredible movie. Yeah. Be, I think that is a movie. Is it? I don't know. It uh, feels okay. like one. So around 1886, the Associated Press reported on a phenomenon taking over the spiritualist camps in Ohio. Because at this time, Ohio, big into spiritualism. Well, yeah. A mecca of spiritualism, if you will. Well, it's your, your choices in Ohio, right? Mm -hmm. Or to be in Ohio yep. or imagine anywhere else. Yeah, dealing the but other side. I would rather imagine death than my current situation in Ohio. Oh, so yeah. they were talking about um, this new phenomenon called talking boards. Okay. It was, for all intents and purposes, a Ouija board. It had the letters, numbers, a planchette-like device to point towards the letters or numbers. Mm -hmm. And the article, because it was AP Press, went was reported in all different newspapers. Yeah. So um, ev people all over America were reading it, including Charles Kennard, who was like, wait, now hold on. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? So after reading this article, Kennard walked across the hallway to Reich because again they share they work in the same building they're just renting different areas and is like talking to him about this in air quotes talking board phenomenon in Ohio uh -huh. and they start kind of collaborating on this idea of how they're going to make their own talking boards because Reich is like well I could just use the same wood I make coffins out of <gasps> yeah pretty cool that's pretty cool so and then reich was like do you want to see a dead body <laughs> so reich um now i also need to point out that uh canard kind of kind of successful at this time kind of sort of successful the business is slowly fading yeah, yeah. But so this reich, is before this is before the bone the, the bone uh fertilizer is dropping it's, he's it, like it's falling it's off. like watching um a business slowly fail it's, it's like it's like watching your friend buy nfts yep mm -hmm, okay. it's that 
But Reich is really successful. He's the biggest coffin maker in town. Everybody knows him. Everyone keeps yeah. dying for some reason, but they trust me with their loved and ones' so corpses. He starts making these prototypes for the Ouija board. Okay. Okay. He's the first person that makes the Ouija board that we know today where it says like, yes, no. And then the arch of letters and yep. then the goodbye at the bottom and the numbers. Mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. So Kennard, while Reich is making these out of wood, uh, Kennard, uh, begins pitching this idea to potential investors. He's like, guys, I have got this idea. <laughs> Hear me out. We're going to sell wood, uh, with numbers and letters on it. And we're going to, for the ghosts. Okay. Imagine a typewriter, if you will, except it's for your dead grandma. Mm-hmm. And n- mo- who, your dead grandma who never learned to read or write, by you, because <laughs> this is the 19, 1800s, 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 1800s. It's 1800s. the late 1800s. Uh-huh. So if my grandma knew how to read and write, then she was a witch. Yep. Um, then she can definitely use it. And so I do want you to picture him getting kicked out comically style, like Victorian era, kicked out of buildings. I'm picturing him being hit, hoisted by both his collar mm-hmm. and the back of his pants. Exactly. And then tossed like a suitcase it, out the door. And then he comes back and he's like, but my hat. And then they yeah. throw the hat and hits him in the face and he tumbles backwards. Yeah, that is exactly what happened. Into a pile of muck. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. However, he did eventually pull a group of uh, investors together. Were the investors dentists? We have Elijah Bond, I did a not, local attorney. I did not expect you to actually have an answer. And we have a man named Co- uh, Colonel Washington Bowie, a surveyor. Okay. Um, and then I don't remember who the other two are. Okay. But these are the ones that are important. I was going to ask if dentists, because dentists famously have uh, a lot of disposable income. Yeah. And weird hobbies, and they never know what to do with the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to throw that Should've out there. Should have went to dentistry school. Yeah. Um, they have a high suicide rate, though, don't they? I don't know. I think they do. I think uh, so. You know what? I'm going to hit the... Allegedly. <laughs> I said they have a lot of money and they're bored. Okay, I'm not gonna out here. And I'm we, like, I think they killed themselves. No, we're a not. Lot. We're not defaming dentists. Okay. Um. Okay. So uh, some of they the most start... boring people I know are dentists. Um, Remember that one time? Yeah. Yeah. So they they start somewhere. Listeners like, I want to know about that one time. You don't. It was just a so very boring. It was just a very boring oh, conversation. So boring. And we, we couldn't find a way to get <laughs> out of no it. No escaping it. Yeah. Um, okay, so after he gets and investors. it was about the Grateful Dead. Um, he starts the Canard Novelty Company okay. to exclusively make and market these talking boards. Now, none of these men I've mentioned are spiritualists. Okay. okay. They are, they don't believe it. They're just <laughs> they all businessmen. bullshit. Men. They're literally businessmen who are identifying a niche market. Yeah. Okay. And that is it. Now, but I want to point out, he calls it the Canard Novelties, mm-hmm. not the Canard Reich Novelties. Nope. Canard Novelty Company. So Reich is there, but he's not in the name. Yes. Okay. And yeah. So Elijah Bond, okay, he was the attorney. He uh, practices law then, and he also does patent law. So did patent law. Did patent law, not yeah, alive he's anymore. he's been dead, unless we grab a Ouija board. So, he, well, maybe we should ask him about this. Yeah. So. I'm not opening up demon portal in our house <laughs> so, are you kidding me um, i may not believe in ghosts but i believe in demon portals this, okay. yeah it's so, called ohio <laughs> poor ohio um so here's the thing as an attorney bond knew that 
they would have a really hard time getting a patent on the Ouija board mm -hmm. because you have to prove it works. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> That's a fair, fair point. So he was like constantly talking to them about like, listen, we have to find a way to prove this fucking works mm -hmm. um, or we won't be able to get a patent. So here is the thing. Bond brought in his sister-in-law, Helen Peters Nosworthy. What a name. I swear. Name. <laughs> Nosworthy. What a name. <laughs> Helen Peters Nosworthy um, because she was um, a medium and a spiritualist. And okay. this is his sister-in-law. And he gets her and they go down to uh, Washington together to file the application. In Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration. If the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to Bond or Nosworthy, he wouldn't allow the patent application to proceed. So this guy, this officer is like, listen, you have to prove this is real or we're not wasting our time filling out this fucking paperwork. Okay. Okay. So they all sat down, communed with the spirits, and the planchette faithfully spelled out the patent officer's name. What? Mm -hmm. Now, whether or not it was mystical spirits or the fact that Bond, being a patent attorney, probably already knew this dude's name from the records. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay. But it spelled it out. And the guy was like white faced and shaken and awarded Bond the patent for his new, in quotes, Shut toy or game. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so he did get the patent. I could see, all right, so I'm picturing a man. Yeah. Uh, balding, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All right, Mr. was it Bond you said the lawyer's yeah, name? Yeah, Bond. All right, Mr. Bond and, and Mrs. Nosworthy. Peter's Nosworthy. Mm -hmm. If you understand your ghost board so well, and you wish to... Prove it to the United States Patent Office, the only office to survive the War of 1812, might I add. If you wish that to be true, then spell my name. <laughs> There's no way a woman could do this. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> That's the most Conan impersonation I've ever yeah. done. Um, I said good day, sir, but in a positive mm -hmm. manner. The first patent on record offers no explanation of how this device works. It just says it does. <laughs> um, it's it's like the it's like the patent from that movie about the hula hoop where it's like it's just a circle. Yeah. Um, it's just a perfect circle. We don't know how it works. We don't but know it what does. it does. But it's, it's a circle. It works. Um but Kennard used that uh, mystery and uh, ambiguity as part of the marketing. Okay. Okay. So, like, so many people are looking up patents at the time. Well, listen, it was important. Yeah. So I do want to take a quick little side quest because um, I looked up this lady, Helen Peters Nosworthy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this lady about? What a name. Nosworthy. So it has a name that sounds like it should have a, a like an ugly nose attached to it. Yeah. So wait, More I'm like Schnozworthy. <laughs> It, I think it would remind me of, was it Nosberry? I don't remember. Oh, like from... Uh, from the... Willy Wonka. No. Um, the Snozberries taste like no, Snozberry. who's the detective from the YouTube guy? Oh, Nobbleberry. Nobbleberry. From Internet Comment. There it is. Nobbleberry. Yeah. So... the I got to tell you, <laughs> the, the slice of listeners, it's going to be a thin slice, but yeah. the ones are going to be like, they just fucking reference Nobbleberry? Is going to be... Fucking that little slice. Of that slice is, is gonna be. They're gonna be like, holy shit! They should patent this feeling. 
Just write down that it works. <laughs> by the way, I'm, I'm up to 85 ants I've killed He's by just hand. just murdering ants while I'm One talking. by one. Just squishing them. You've been talking about spiritualism, and I'm sitting here just murdering ants <laughs> I'm going to get a Ouija board and ask them how they feel about this. This is by far our weirdest episode. <laughs> it's fucked um, All right, go ahead. Okay, so this is from her wiki page. Okay. okay. Helen Peters Nosworthy proved convincing enough with Kennard's new talking board to win over a skeptical U.S. patent office. She not only gets credit for earning the stamp of legitimacy from our federal government certifying the board delivered as promised, but also receiving the Ouija name from the board her- for the board herself. So this is where the lore of the name of Ouija board comes from. Okay. When they were asking her what the board wants to be named because they had a seance these businessmen uh-huh. that don't believe in this thing yeah and with her and they were like what does the board want to be named yeah and she said it wants to be named ouija um which she said meant good luck okay and what she, language she said it means it in a different realm okay it means good luck oh. however many people think that um she pick that name because there was like a famous writer that she had a, a locket on that had the, la- the lady's name was like Weeda, but she just w- said Weeja because she liked her so much. Okay. Also, some other people think that she just took two, um, we and Ja, which are like two forms of yes. yes. <laughs> so the, it's actually a yes, yes board. Yeah, it's a yes, yes board. <laughs> um. So real quick, because mm-hmm. um, when you look at it, right, uh, the way it's written, Ouija, um, what if she was speaking to, to spirits okay. and the spirits were trying to tell her of the best in- invention ever, All right. but she's bad at doing her job, okay, right? And they were actually telling her to watch out for Quibi, <laughs> Qu- which is short for Quick Bites. Yeah. But she was like through phones. She didn't know what phones were. Yeah, she's really confused. She was really confused. She's like, I've heard of Alexander Graham Bell. Wow. But I don't know how I can watch shows. What's a show? With Chrissy Teigen playing a judge. Oh, my God. For 12 and a half minutes. I can't. Only in vertical. So Helen Peters was born in 1851. She was born to an affluent family and was part of Southern society. Mm. And had many ties to the Confederate Army during the American Civil War. Oh, oh, sorry. Hold on. <clears throat> Boo! <laughs> sorry. I should have jumped on that faster. Helen and her siblings would often take buttons from dead soldiers after battles. Okay. Uh, double boo? That's what the so fuck? fucking weird, right? But uh, I had to write this down because yeah. it comes to play later. She is a fuck. Was she a carry-on beast? Living in Baltimore, she became a noteworthy medium and spiritualist. Um, and the she once she got a hold of the Ouija board, she started really using it as part of her whole like spiel, right? Um, many years after the Ouija board patent was granted. Uh, Nosworthy's family collection of Confederate buttons went missing. Um, they The family got together and had a seance to ask the Ouija board who had stolen them, and the board implicated one of the family members. Dun, dun, dun. Nosworthy refused to believe the board and disavowed it and spent the entire rest of her life telling everyone that the board was fake and told lies. 
But did she ever get the buttons back? No, I don't think so. This is this was all that was on the wiki page about her. Is she collected Confederate buttons as a child? She got the Ouija board patent passed. Yeah, and then at some point somebody stole all those stolen death buttons. Yeah, the Ouija board implicated somebody. She said, "Not my kid," and then she went on a tour de force for the rest of her life, saying it was full of shit. That's incredible. <laughs> That's so good. This is just a grifter <laughs> grifting themselves. I think, uh, you know, what's very funny, though, is mm. like when you think of uh, like going to go see a, a medium, right? Or yeah. uh, somebody do, who does seances, fortune teller, any of that type yeah. of stuff. And if I was to go to one and they'd be like, oh, okay, like, who do you want to speak to? I'm like, I want to speak to my great dead grandfather who I never met. They'd be like, okay, great. And then they reach under the table and they pull out a fucking Ouija board <laughs> that says like Milton Bradley on it. I'd be like, get fucked. Yeah. I could do this at home. There is a great uh, palm reader in Atlantic City. I, love I know her. you've her told name me about Cher. it. You've told me about she her. She is the best. Yeah, you've told me about Cher many times. <laughs> and I'm always mad her. about it. I love her so much. Yeah. Um, should I go to Cher? <laughs> you should go to Cher. I do have one beef with Cher, and that is that when uh, my friend and I were down in Atlantic City, we went to see her again. She didn't tell us that the pandemic was going to be happening. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, your whole business based on touching hands. <laughs> I feel like you should have warned us. I tell you what, if Cher's still there. I bet she is. Do you think she is? There's no way. All right. How about this? I'll make it. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw out a stretch goal. <laughs> okay. Another stretch no. goal. All right. If we hit, if we hit uh, a thousand. Yeah. All right. Which is like a long way off. That's way off. Uh, if we had a thousand Patreons. Mm-hmm. I will go have my palm read by <laughs> Cher. Cher. And if she allows us, we'll, we'll yeah. videotape it. Oh, my God. That would be such an incredible video. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it would just be for the Patreons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to go back to Elijah Bond. This was the brother-in-law. By the way, I just want to be clear. Cher is not Cher. No, her name's just Cher. Her name is Cher. Yeah. she's uh, She does palm reading on the boardwalk of Atlantic City. Yeah. And, and it's just this incredible. creepy little shop in I the middle of her. nowhere. It has the feeling of if you turned around, the shop wouldn't be there when you yeah, look back. Yeah. It has that vibe it for has sure. that vibe. <laughs> Because you sent me a picture of it once. Just yeah. like you pulled it up on like Google Earth. And I was like, Ugh. I'm like, you went in this place with your friend who just survived cancer? <laughs> <laughs> and shared the first words out of shit. You told me. You said Cher got in your cancer friend's face. Was like, the cancer's over. Live your life. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the only reason why I believe the least bit in Cher. Because re- regardless, yeah. like that needed to be said. <laughs> Um, okay, so Elijah Bond, he's the attorney, right? Yeah. So he had invented and patented other items, right? Like they're boring. They're yeah, not yeah. important to the thing. Um, Patent lawyers. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> you better cut that out. No, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> um, so he's best remembered for the Ouija board patent, right? Yeah. Um, the thing is, in... There was a there was a big falling out between him and Kennard. They who know I there's no like real description on why they got upset with each other, but they had a falling out. And in 1907, Bond moved to West Virginia where he established his own company okay. to start selling his own knockoff version of Ouija boards. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read that sentence again, but with the name of the company in it. Um, he moved to West Virginia where he established the Swastika Novelty Company and produced a knockoff of the original Ouija board, which he called the Nirvana Board, 
by the Swastika no- Novelty Company. Okay, so I see why you wouldn't let me hit the button. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's 1907. I know. So... So he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> uh, no, I know. It's... it's There is... Because the Nirvana part of it, all the stuff, it's really him ripping off Eastern, yeah. uh, Eastern religion more than anything else. As anyone who has been near a racist libertarian can tell you. Yeah. Uh, the swastika, while it was used by the Nazi party, is... Not solely the usage of Nazi. It had thousands of years of history as a symbol of good luck Mm -hmm. in multiple religions across the world, both Eastern and Western, including Mm -hmm. a lot of Native American uh, kind of uh, religious uh, undertones and things like that, especially in Hinduism and also in Buddhism, very heavily. Blah, 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 blah. But that being said, him choosing to move to West Virginia ah. to start his swastika board company. I do have a picture of this original swastika, uh, okay, his original board see. that he made. That's a big old swastika Damn. at the top. Damn. That is a fucking. The branding was very strong. That is a fucking <laughs> swastika. Holy shit. Yeah. It's just it's, right at the top. Yeah. Just a big old fat swastika. Mm-hmm. What's in each corner, though? Yeah. His oh, cor- it's say? like One looks like a little clown. No, in each corner he has his own little things, right? There's a yeah. no, yes, and there's some little things. But I'm saying inside the swastika. Mm. Oh, it says Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. Okay, gotcha. He made the whole thing his. It's literally his brand's logo. Yeah, that's a logo. That's before they had brands. That's a logo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is this is going to show us kind of where you know the the vibes are going. Yeah. One of the founding partners left and started his own off-brand one yeah another part of the founding process she uh turned on them and spoke against them openly for decades because the board accused someone of stealing her stolen confederate body buttons yeah (laughs) okay so again just to be clear an undertaker where's the german an undertaker and a fertilizer salesman are the people that invented the ouija board but where is the the German undertaker in this? Has he just vanished from the story? Oh, the Prussian? Yeah. Oh, no, he's still here. He's still making them. He's, he's still making the, the, the thing official is, is boards. He does disappear. With, within this historical story, at a certain point, he disappears and you never hear from him again. And Kennard never gives him credit. Mm. So something happened. So it's like a Bob Kane, Bill Finger situation. I don't know what that is. That's the inventors of Batman. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yes, then. Uh, For some reason, somehow, uh, Kennard pushes out the Prussian completely and wipes him from the history of Ouija. But to be clear. You could ask the Ouija board who invented you and you'd be like, a Prussian undertaker. (laughs) In 1892. Yeah. The Kennard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London. That's a very big expansion. 2,000 Ouija boards were being sold a week. Damn, dude. He blew up faster than like a Prix de Manger. Yeah. So I'm going to ignore that. What? (laughs) To how I pronounced it? uh, Predamanger? I just feel like one day there weren't any, and then there was one on every corner, and then they all went under. Yeah. So, William Fold. That joke won't make sense to anyone in Ohio. They've never seen a good cafe. Oh, my God. I've been drinking. 
I'm happy. I'm having a great time. Uh, the next the next guy I want to talk about, his name is William Fold. F-U-L-D. Oh, you really... Fold. Really leaned into that F-U. Fold. Um, he was working as a customs inspector in his hometown of Baltimore. Okay. He also worked as a varnisher for furniture. That varnishing job led him to his job as foreman at the Canard Company, where he did all the varnishing of the Ouija boards and oversaw it, right? So he worked, he started out as a a varnisher, then became the foreman, um, and eventually became like a middle manager and also bought stock in the company. So he started investing back into the company heavily. Gotcha. Um, uh, Spoiler alert, he eventually gains complete control of the business. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Just slowly. Just and he's a Baltimore customs guy. Yeah, this is this is season two of The Wire. <laughs> he's a guy working out at the docks in Baltimore, and he's uh, talking to ghosts. This is yeah. season two of The Wire. <laughs> All right. Um, now I could not find any reasoning. No, there's no explanation. And anytime you try to find it, it's like the reasons are unknown. Kennard was removed from his company in 1891. There does not, there's no explanation anywhere as to why he was removed from his company, but he was. So, so Kennard novelties. Yeah. Which was Kennard and Reich. Yeah. Reich is boxed out. He's Because his name never even in the fucking the t- company title. No. And then slowly Kennard himself is, is boxed out. Yeah. If only they had a board that could have told them this future. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in 1892, so one year later, Fold had taken over as a supervisor of the company and changed the name to the Ouija, Ouija uh, Novelty Company okay. and moved it to a new location. So he moved to a new warehouse. Um, William Fold filed for his first talking board patent the same year. So he filed for a separate patent so that he would own it outright. Okay. Um, under the direction of Fold... The company increased production of the Ouija boards um, to meet the incredibly, you know, there's an incredible demand and they ended up doing bigger numbers than ever. He was actually really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, what? You want to take a little break? Yeah, I was just pointing. I was just giving you a, the, oh. the, I was trying to give you the silent signal. Oh, of, hey, I we should take a break whenever. I don't have that. Okay. I don't have that subtle date. <laughs> okay. I can clearly tell. <laughs> 39th episode is kind of weird yeah all right whatever do you want to take a break let's take a little break okay we'll take a break and when we come right back you're going to tell us more about william fold yep the ouija boards yep and other information i don't know sure all right imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. 
Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. Yeah, we had a nice time. We did? No, I just sat here. Yeah, you just sat there. I went and peed. <laughs> I scrolled on my phone. Yeah. Um. Okay, where do we leave off? Okay, so Fold took over. Yeah, Fold took over. He won he the went whole from, company. He went from dishwasher to owner. Yeah. A real American story of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, 100%. And somehow kicking your boss out of his own company. You know, honestly, I'm guessing. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kennard's long since dead, right? No. What? The next sentence I was going to tell you is that what happens is Fold becomes really um, successful, right? Uh-huh. But the whole time, Kennard keeps attempting to manufacture his own talking boards. No, no, no. I meant to today. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're both. Yeah, they're both long dead. Yeah. I'm going to say it. What? Kennard's a drunk. Oh. I'm just going to throw it out there. Probably. I'm just going to throw it out there yeah. and I don't have to hit an allegedly button. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's been dead. Okay. So I can say whatever I want. All right. What is he going to do? Talk to me through a Ouija board? Okay. I, I won't let them into my house. Demonic portal closed. <laughs> so, um, so Kennard's trying desperately. So Kennard, to, to, like every six months, tries to start a new company and make his own Ouija boards. But here's the thing: fold again somehow, just like a varnisher from the docks. Yeah, is really litigious and under got gets a good lawyer who sues canard every fucking time he tries so like fold makes it a passion project that every time canard tries to go start this again he crushes him wow like an oil baron that's amazing <laughs> meanwhile bonds meanwhile bonds one stayed yeah, over just like care. just making my swastika boards yeah. boss like and actually if you look up the history there is like at least 20 different companies that were running at one time ouija was the most successful one okay but there was a bunch of companies making their own spirit boards. Yeah. And which is, again, funny because there's like if there's 20 companies making knockoff versions of the Ouija board. Then you're definitely not enforcing your own patent. Except against Kennard. Kennard <laughs> must have like hit on this dude's wife or something. I, have no That's idea. The, I mean, I'm dead serious. Like he had to have done something fucked up mm-hmm. for this guy to go that crazy. So hard. So the other thing is that Fold brought in his brother Isaac into okay. the business together. So they when when he took over, he brought in his brother and they were running the company together. Um they also manufactured pool tables and billiard accessories. I think that was his brother's thing. Okay. But so they brought both of the manufacturing parts Did together. Did they also sell paintings of dogs playing poker? Cuz so far you're just describing like nah, man. We make uh we don't make rooms. We make like more like caves for men. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, a place where you can smoke fine cigars and maybe have a like 
hey, have a poster that says, ass, gas, or grass. Yeah, and your wife can't come in there unless yeah. she's going to come get your dirty cups and bowls. Yeah, you, you have a special light, you flicker, <laughs> and when you flicker that light, it means bring me wings, Deborah. All right, so in 1901, the brothers' partnership ended in a bitter feud. I love it. Maybe well, Fold's the problem. <laughs> William Fold changed the name of his company to the William Fold Manufacturing Company. He said, fuck the brothers. Yeah, going against the... Um, so there is a legal injunction that happens at a certain point. And Isaac, his, his brother's name is Isaac. Um, Isaac goes against this legal injunction, injunction and makes his own Ouija board under the name Oriole. And they're exact replicas of the original Ouija board. Um, William sued his brother in a case that remained open until 1919. So almost 20 full years. So I love, I keep forgetting that all of this is happening in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Like, so they definitely have bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> like they both definitely have much bigger problems. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, I'm selling the dead granny boards. No, I'm selling the dead granny boards. <laughs> He named the company Oriole because yeah. he just loves the fucking baseball so much. Fuck it, dude. Piece of shit. Um, William Folds, he started calling it the Oracle. Okay. okay. Again, this is... So we have the Ouija, the Oracle, and the Oriole. Okay. Again, this is not good for branding, guys. No. You. This is marketing 101. You can't all be using similar names like this. It doesn't matter. It confuses the consumer. One of them is one of them's the Oracle. One of them's Oriole underscore. Yes. <laughs> no, no. This is the Ouija Oracle, uh, where we have the Oriole underscore Ouija. Yeah. This is how you're like one out of touch aunt buys you like the off brand Barbie, the Babette, and she's like, I thought it was the same thing, and you're like, Ah, man. Mm. Um. So he was again. He gets once he starts calling it the Oracle and adding his little flair to the Ouija. Once the company is in his name, he becomes, again, even more litigious. He is filing trad uh, trademark and patent lawsuits across the board. He's going after everybody. Okay. Specifically at this point, his brother. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. He's and Kennard. Like, and Kennard. He's just like, fuck you two. Um, in order to combat the growing competition from other talking board manufacturers fold knew that he himself needed to make a cheaper version of his own product. So what he did was he introduced another Ouija board called the mystifying Oracle. It was an exact replica of his uh, Ouija board, but it wasn't made of the same wood material so he could sell it for less. Okay. So he made a cheaper Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Got it. That he sold himself, but he, he put it under a different company name. Okay. So, again, very capitalism 101 here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. We're just making a shittier one. Like, we admit that we're making you a shittier one. Yeah. Okay, you're going to buy the shittier one if you need to. Mm -hmm. um, he also launched a line of trademark Ouija jewelry and Ouija oil for rheumatism. <laughs> um, the he, man got into essential oils? Mm-hmm. The business is so and so going so good. Yes. He started selling essential oils to go with the Ouija yeah. board experience. Um, I wonder if he put like a special magnet in there. So if you if you ask, do I need essential oils? The um, the the little dial pulls to yes. 
I don't know if the science existed yeah. back then to do that. Dang. Um, he also trademarked the names Egyptian luck board, Hindu luck board, Ouija, spelled W-E-J-A, Ouija, as well as a trademark dealing with the word Ouija when it was displayed in certain ways. So again, he's going trademark happy. Yeah. He's every name in the book he's getting. Uh, William's brother, Isaac, became so embittered that he had... Okay, so again, I couldn't find all the information about this other than it happened. But they were fighting so long. Again, they had a lawsuit that went on 20 years together. Yeah. They were constantly at each other's throat in a business sense, if you will. Um, Isaac's baby daughter had passed away and was buried in the Fold family gravesite. And so Isaac became so mad and resentful at his brother, William, he actually had his baby daughter exhumed and relocated so that she wasn't buried with that family anymore. Jesus. And the two sides of their family, the Isaac versus William sides of the family, they did not speak for 96 years. Over Ouija boards. Over Ouija boards. And maybe pool cues. Yep. Actually, probably not even pool cues. Probably pool bridges. Mm. You know, the stick with the weird fan on the front that yeah. you use because you can't reach? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The one I've never actually been good at using to the point where I used to... This is this tells you how toxic it is to be a man. You okay. ready for it? So I was never good at using a bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have long arms and long legs. So like I could just like really always lean anywhere on a table. I never needed to use it. Yeah. Because I wasn't good at using it as mm-hmm. well. So then I would just mock anyone who used it mercilessly. Okay. So that way I could get over the fact that I wasn't good at it. Wow. Uh, and then slowly over time, no one I knew would use it in front of me. Wow. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because you're a bully. And I'm alone. Yep. Um, I have no male compatriot. <laughs> <laughs> William Fold would suffer a fatal accident at his Harford Avenue factory. Okay. This factory, he had claimed in the 1919 Baltimore Sun newspaper that he had done a seance with a Ouija board and the Ouija board had told him to build this new factory here in the Hartford Avenue factory. Um, what Again, this is what he said it spelled out. He said the Ouija board spelled out prepare for big business. Okay. Okay. So he he's building this factory um, he oversees the installation of a flag. Uh, they're putting up a big, I, I'm assuming an American flag, who knows? And the iron railing gave way and he fell off the roof of the building. Okay. While being transported. Okay. So he falls off while being transported. One of his fractured ribs pierced his heart and he died at the hospital because of the transportation. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that's some big business. Yeah, big business. He should have prepared for that. The building is still there, and it has been converted into senior living apartments. Really? Yeah. So here, like, hold up. I need. <laughs> do we have an address? Um, no, I don't have an address. That's okay, just what it says about Because I just pulled up Hartford, Hartford ad. Okay. All right, because it's Hartford, right? Mm-hmm. Not Hartford, Hartford. Hartford, yeah, Hartford, you're right. H-A-R-F-O-R-D. No yeah, I typed in Hartford, and it, it gave me this. Mm. So I typed in Har- Hartford Ave. Um, so where it dropped it, right? Where it mm-hmm. dropped the pen. Because Hartford Ave itself actually isn't that big 
because it then turns into Harford Road as mm-hmm. you start to leave Baltimore. However, where it dropped the pin, very close to the grave of John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> oh, no. And the grave of John Hopkins. Okay. But also a lot of other graveyards. A lot of graveyards. It's just like a lot of. But it's like he picked like a this spooky road. This is why it was road. such a good business center for Ouija boards. You have so many cemeteries. That's a lot of customers. That's true. That's true. It's also when I'm looking at this too, this Harford Avenue here. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no, because that turns into Eanson. It has to be here. It has to be this stretch right here. It's somewhere there. So it's somewhere near. It's definitely somewhere near the grave of John Wilkes Booth, <laughs> uh, which is insane. Um, but anyway... Uh, it, it leads pretty, it's, you know, pretty close to the docks too. Cause it takes you right down to where the old docks used to be. Yeah. Um, you gotta be close to the water so you can sell it. It's not far from the aquarium. I love the aquarium. Okay. So on his deathbed. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore. Aquarium. He said he told his, pr- his with children, a punctured lung. Mm hmm. Okay. No, I thought it all went through his heart. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah, I got it wrong. You're right. Yeah. So he's in the hospital. He's dying from the punctured heart and, um, his, he makes his children promise to never sell Ouija out of the family. He's like, my one dying wish is that you never do this. Yeah, don't sell the thing that told me to put the place there. After his death, Fold's children took over the company. Catherine and William A. Fold ran the company until the youngest brother, Hubert, became the president in 1942. Um, of course, Fold's family did sell. Okay. <laughs> uh, not for decades. Um, but Hubert was the one that began the discussion yeah. of, we're going to sell this, right? Did they ask the Ouija board? I don't I don't <laughs> think at any point any of them ever believed the Ouija board worked. I know, but I'm saying, though, it's like, well, you know, right before he died, Dad told us not to. I'm like, hey, Dad, have you changed your mind because they offered us $500 million? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> But also, like, knowing that the three of them would have their hands on it and, like, one of the like, two are clearly pushing in one direction. <laughs> the other one, as the ones like, no! Dude, dad said no! Dad said no! <laughs> um, so, in 40 years later, yeah. um, the family sold to the Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers. I thought Milton Bradley. Yeah, yeah Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers, which promptly moved the Ouija board base operations to Salem, Massachusetts. <gasps> Um, yeah, and we just sold two million boards after the acquisition. Of course, yeah. So actually, I found I couldn't find the statistics exactly, but I wanted them so bad. But the when Parker Brothers bought and started marketing Ouija boards, um, from Salem, Mass, at the same like that was kind of um no that was like the sixties, but like I wanted to find the numbers to compare when they released Monopoly because originally Monopoly was their most successful board game. But I think Ouija board sales were so high at the moment that they went live with them as their new product, they actually surpassed Monopoly. Mm. Um, so we're like well over 100 years later. We're here. We're in the podcast room. Yeah. And the this is one thing I wrote down that you were saying at the top, like when we just started talking about this, is like historically Ouija boards are found to have greater popularity during uncertain times. Yes. Okay. So it's very much when people need, are looking for answers and they're feeling very high stress and there's like a lot of unknown in the world. That's when Ouija boards actually start selling more because it's, again, it's a really cheap accessible, you know, do it yourself Oracle. Um, 
and so there's been rise and falls in the sale of Ouija boards. Like, so in the 1910s, um, World War One, there was a huge surge in popularity again during the Great Depression. Um, during the Great Depression, the Fold Company actually had to open new factories to meet the demand for the boards. There were oh, wow. so many okay. people buying them. Um, now, this the, again, I couldn't get clarity on this, but they this one source said. Over five months in 1944, a single New York department store sold 50,000 Ouija boards. 50,000? For five months in 1944. Yeah. One store sold that many. Jesus. Yeah. Again, and we thinking about what's happening in 1944. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the would, war and everything. We would, yeah. you know, stressed people. Um, after... In 1967, so that that was like pre-Parker Brothers, but in 67 when Parker Brothers bought the game and they start marketing it, it starts outselling Monopoly, like I said. This is around the same time as um, race riots in Vietnam. Yeah. So again, just like people are stressed, people are feeling things um, mm -hmm. that they don't want to feel, and people are dying. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to get to the 70s. Okay, 70s, super fun time. Uh, there's this movie that comes out. It's called The Exorcist. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. <laughs> you ever seen a little movie, just like a small indie film? Your mother sucks <laughs> cocks in hell. Yeah. Um, the Exorcist scares the shit out of people in the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, that movie broke people's brains. Like to, for people who are young, who don't who don't know, The Exorcist like destroyed people. Yeah, it really was a cat like a cataclysmic change yeah. in theater going at yeah. that point in time. You know, pea soup, head spinning, religion. Yeah. It, it was all based on a true story in air quotes. Yeah. Like the it was insane, right? Um and so in the movie, the it's the implication of the movie is that twelve year old Reagan is possessed by a demon after playing with a Ouija board by herself. And so this movie showing this little girl playing with a Ouija board, a demon enters her body, then she has to get exercised and we all see what happens, changes the entire outlook on the Ouija board from this moment forward, from 1973 forward. Everything about the Ouija board changes when it comes to like the way that we think of them as a society. Oh, that's where the demon portal comes demon from. Demon portal. So your family mm -hmm. saw a movie, yeah, and then said that's true. Facts. Gotcha. Uh huh. Okay. Um, so, just explained a lot. Um, not just my family. A lot. A of lot fam of families. A lot of families. A lot of families. A lot of families. Yeah. Um, especially because in the Exorcist is a priest, and so it's like this, you know, religious Catholic Church energy vibes. Yep. And so, and yep. Did the Catholic Church sign off on the Exorcist because of? exorcisms and it's like a priest being powerful i feel like they probably did i feel like it's like the way the military signs off on like the top gun movies mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because they're like those abs will get people to sign up yeah and they did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those um, priestly abs um so yeah so from before this point even when we're selling millions of these um ouija boards they're it's because of spiritualism it's because we're yeah. connecting with spirits. It's this belief that we want to talk to our loved ones and it's safe. It's fun. Anybody can do it. It's really simple, easy fun. Yeah. And then from this moment forward, the, their whole image has changed. They've turned heel. 
This is yeah. a big face turn for the Ouija board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a thing that lets demons into your house. And gotcha. they have never come back from this. Really? <laughs> They've never come back from this. They, you know, it is marketed in many different ways now. It's like a fun toy and silly toy. But there is so many, this affected so many people and pop culture in such a way that the the Ouija board itself to this day is still just considered like a safety hazard to have in your house. But they still sell a fuck ton of them. No, I know. Well, I mean, I just pulled them up because, you know, yeah. you mentioned Parker Brothers. Parker yeah. Brothers was bought by Hasbro. Yep. I think I think Parker Brothers was bought by somebody else who then was bought by Hasbro, but I don't remember. But I pulled it up because I, I pulled it up on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And just like in the past, when you type in Ouija board onto Amazon, you know, you get the actual one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Hasbro Gaming Stranger Things Ouija board. What? Uh, there's also a couple other, you know, different versions of the Ouija board. They show it in like a old, the mystifying Oracle. Uh, Oracle. That was his branding. Yeah, that's the mystifying Oracle Ouija. Mm-hmm. It says right there. Not Ouija, Ouija. I know. I pronounce it wrong. No, no, no. You're right. It's Ouija. It's Ouija? Yeah. I say Ouija. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying is, um, is, is we all... I, most people, I feel like, say Ouija board. Yeah, say Ouija board, right? Yeah, but it says Ouija. All right. Uh, but then when you scroll down, mm-hmm. uh, related to this items, there's just so many knockoffs <laughs> of that board, and a lot of them are wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's a pendulum dousing divination board with amethyst set metaphysical messaging. Uh, large classic wooden spirit board, talking board. Uh, this one over here is just another wooden spirit board. A uh, spirit board game for ghost hunting. A uh, spirit board game handmade talking spirit board. I mean, you just go through as you're just clicking through all these different ones. And it, and it still is in the board game section. Um, This one's an Alta tarot cloth Ouija board. This is it's a cloth one. A cloth one? How yeah. would that even work? I think you just lay it out. Ooh, do you think Nightmare's going to pop up? You never played that game. Okay, listen. Listen, side quest. Nightmare was my favorite fucking game growing up. Okay, it had a VHS of a ooky spooky guy that you put in and he would yell at you from your TV while you're playing the nightmare board game with your cousins. The best. I think I might have talked about it before on this podcast, but I just think this is I, I'm watching you scroll through them and I'm like, oh, nightmare is going to pop up. I'm looking. I'm on page eight of 58, though. It might okay. be a while. So here's the thing. You know, what you should type in uh, Norman Rockwell Ouija. That'll be interesting. Oh, let me see. I, I typed in nightmare real fast just to see. The oh. one you're talking about doesn't exist. It's like in a that long way. purple box. Yeah, I know. It's probably I, on eBay. Yeah, it's going to be an eBay. It's going to be an eBay. All right, so what am I looking here? Norman I want you to Rock- look up Norman Rockwell Ouija. The reason I'm saying this is, again, I just want to. It used to be silly, like safe. So I have a question. Likeable. Yeah, no, I see. These are just like two old people, and they're this is the they're cover of yeah, um, the Saturday, Saturday Evening Post. Post. Like yeah. this is, it was so enmeshed in society as like this thing that was fun and light, but now like after the Exorcist changes the fabric of pop culture, it's it's basically overnight that the Ouija board will be denounced by religious groups as Satan's preferred method of communication <laughs> because they watched a movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is how weed became illegal. Uh, this is on a shower curtain. Cute. Um, so the, I have a question. Yeah, okay. Because I always heard this story about the patent, but I heard that the Ouija board was originally marketed as a way for people to reach their subconscious. Oh. And that 
eventually spiritualism took it over hmm. and like made it a ghost thing. Did you hear anything about that? No. I don't know where I heard that from, though. I mean, that could be. The could that be like the, like the talking board in general? Yeah, the talking board in Ohio that they had read about yeah. um, it, in the AP press. But yeah, I didn't go into that because um, it was so vague what they were talking about in that article that I was like, I don't know how to figure out who or where they're getting this information from. Um, so, oh, he's looking it up. You keep going. Oh, so, okay. Going a little bit closer to now, 2001, New Mexico, um, Ouija boards were being burned in bonfires by religious people along with copies of Harry Potter and Disney Snow White. Snow White. Uh, Who was burning it? Uh, Christian religious groups. They're burning Ouija boards and what? Harry Potter. Oh, okay, but now now they think J.K. Rowling's great because she's a turf. Yeah. Okay. Um, so here's the thing. Re- Christian and other religious groups still to this day are really war- wary of the board. They have f- found cited scripture denouncing communication with spirits and other mediums. And when you go to Catholic.com, <laughs> when you go to Catholic.com, they call the Ouija board far from harmless, in quotes. In 2011, 700 Club hero Pat Robinson Fuck declared that demons can reach us through the board. Oh, fucking. They all watched the same movie, and mm-hmm. then they thought it was a dream they had from God. <laughs> I swear. Because this is like, it's so weird how this happened, because there was the same thing with Jaws. People yep. used to not be afraid of beaches and like the water mm-hmm. until Jaws came out, and everyone was terrified of sharks. Um, you know, the, the fucking, the, the weed movie. Reefer Madness. Oh, okay. Nobody gave a shit about weed. And then they released Reefer Madness and they were like, oh my God, it's going to do this to people. Uh, Birth of a Nation made the Klan look cool in the 1900s. Yikes. With Woodrow Wilson Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, J. Edgar, all this different stuff. It's just amazing to me that certain movies can come out and then that just is reality now. Well, I recently saw the Barbie movie and that changed my reality. Well, yeah, it's true. Now <laughs> now you're a pregnant mom wondering what to do in this world. I'm Midge. Yeah. <laughs> just Midge. Just, just wandering around, wondering what's going on. Yeah. And I'm over to the side just being like, what about horses? <laughs> yeah. You're like. You did make a good point, though. Um, when I was, I, when I shared that one White House picture, which I shared on my Instagram, mm-hmm. when you just kept, when I kept showing it to you, you kept being like, why are there so many horses? <laughs> and you're like, it's the White House, the Mojo Dojo Castle. <laughs> it's the original. And it's because there are all these pictures of like, Theodore Roosevelt. And there yeah. are fucking horses everywhere in the White House. He was a Mojo Dojo Casa House kind of he guy. He totally was. But once you pointed it out, I could not <laughs> see it. I'm like, everywhere I turn in the White House, just another fucking horse. So the Barbie movie changed the cultural zeitgeist yet again. That's true. Um, so Parker Brothers sold, uh, sold to Hasbro. Yep. All right. Uh, and... Uh, Hasbro still sells hundreds of thousands of the Ouija boards. Yeah, they just did a Stranger Things uh, version of it. They try to tie it into different yeah. uh, intellectual properties all the time. Exactly. So right now, um, where the Ouija board stands, as I was going to say, is like hyper capitalism. Yeah. Is <laughs> like it went from being like a very spiritual, then slightly spooky to incredibly dangerous, uh-huh. and now just like generally market branded. Like Americana, like the M and M's version, the Friends TV v- show version, yeah. the you know uh, the Stranger Things, version. the Stranger Things version. So like when you go to like a game store now, there's always like six different versions of Clue. 
there's six different versions of Ouija based on like all different the 97 copyrightable of materials yeah yeah so now it's within that thing so i think that took away a lot of any interesting power that i you thought it had i think the other thing too is like i don't i feel like you can't buy anything like that that could that could open a demon portal from target yeah like that's i mean i know that there's people out there who believe you can because mm. they went really crazy this summer over like fucking bathing suit but like it's Target, mm-hmm. you know, or like Toys R Us back in the day. Like there isn't an aisle where you can buy a fucking board game. Yeah. Because that's what it is. And, it, and it's not if it was the old 1890s version, right? Yeah. Where it's handcrafted, varnished wood with a weird it's medallion. Made, made in a part of Baltimore that's dripping in cemeteries. D- near near the... <laughs> if it's made... <laughs> Yeah, made near the grave of a, the murderer of a president. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Spooky ookie. That gives it some power. But when it's on cardstock <laughs> and it's being sold next to uh, Cards Against Humanity yeah. or that exploding kitten fart game. Okay, I don't know what that is. But... Remember exploding kittens? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But it's like Angry that... birds. <laughs> yeah. The Angry Birds card game. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's being sold... Next to WWE action figures, yeah, and, and My pop, Little and Pony pop things with the yeah. big heads, yeah. So yeah, that's I. That's my whole deep dive into the Ouija board. I tried to figure out how if if it works, and even the people that invented it didn't really think it worked. And I don't have a lot of faith in it anymore. But thing is, I still love watching Ouija board videos. Wait, you had faith in it? Like I thought it was like yeah, that's like it works. I've been I like a Ouija board fun time. With did, did you ever feel like you talked to somebody when you used it? I don't know. I don't think I felt like I was Did you ever feel to... like you like got closure maybe? No, because we never were like, let's talk to our dead aunt. We were just like, let's talk to the ghost of the house. Oh, but so you're, I do you're just feel, going for You know what's nebulous. funny is I feel, I would still feel trepidation having a Ouija board in our house right now. Really? Yeah. I'm Especially go buy because one. our neighbor t- uh, told us our house is full of ghosts. Yeah, but I would buy one right now just because I know it scares you. Yeah. And that's fun. That's funny. Yeah. How, it, what, like, cause remember that time we found the My Little Pony RPG? Yes. Like, in the scenario where we found a Ouija board in this house, mm-hmm. I'd be like, the fuck, yeah, we're moving. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Finding a Ouija board? And all, I agree. Yeah. Listen, I agree with you on that. If we found a Ouija, if I pulled back a floorboard, yeah, and there was a Ouija board there, yeah, right, bad vibes. We're we're selling the house. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah. I, you know what? Three point two percent fucking mortgage rate. Be damned. All right. <laughs> I will sell this house. We'll get a new mortgage with a different house. Nine percent. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Oh, we'll move. But like a Parker, a, a fucking Hasbro, no Hasbro, dude. They made GI Joes, okay. They make Transformers. Yeah. So okay? I, I feel real mixed about all this information that I've See, gathered. The thing is, is I've never, there's never been anything about Ouija boards that I thought were true, mm. because it's also one of those things where in every version I've ever seen of people on television and in movies, yeah. using a Ouija board, it's always the two to three kids. Mm-hmm. With their hand on the little dial, yep, moving it around, right, mm-hmm. and they're all looking. I'm not pushing it. Are you pushing it? I'm like, you're clearly all pushing it. <laughs> like you're clearly all pushing it because there's also actors having to push it, yeah. like in the because they're doing a thing for a fucking TV show or movie. And so even then, I was like, yeah, it can clearly it it can clearly be faked. Yeah, there isn't anything about it I that just is feel stopping. Like maybe this is another 
like thing where when boys are growing up, they don't get to go to enough fun sleepovers with girls. Like for for obvious reasons, but like girls when they have sleepovers, they do Ouija board, they do like light as a feather, they play Bloody Mary, yeah. they spook each other, they have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's part of the girl culture, if you will. Yeah. And y'all don't have that. No, we just have, we just you. have homophobic terror that we inflict on each other. Yeah, I, and that's bad vibes. It's bad vibes. No, yeah. it's terrible vibes. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, me and my friends when we would have sleepovers, we'd play video games. Mm-hmm. We'd watch movies. Okay. Often scary movies. You gotta actually. watch scary movies. Yeah, I mean, usually we'd my watch friends. Watch The Exorcist. We didn't watch The Exorcist. Uh-huh. Usually my friends would pick like, we would usually pick like a rated R action movie, mm. uh, a rated R scary movie, mm-hmm. and then like a, like a PG-13 comedy. Because yeah. my dad usually knew. He was like, rated R, you know, rated R action movie, rated R scary movie, like, eh, whatever. But he'd be like, rated R comedy? And he'd be like, no, nah, you're going to hear shit I can't explain. <laughs> like he knew that, was like, no. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of more what our sleepovers usually were. Was just kind of like that, and then like eating food really too late. Well, yeah. And then we'd wake up because we always had like baseball or soccer in the morning. So like those those were never just to have them. Uh, Sleepovers were never just to have them. They were always because we had an early morning thing the next day. See again, so it was boy easier for the boys to be there. Thing. Boy sleepovers are a. Well, you know what? You can change that. Okay. You know, you can start a movement <sighs> here. With no. our boy. Okay. Whenever he's here. Yeah. And you can turn to him and be like, listen, you're not getting CTE or bad knees <laughs> from either American or European football. Uh-huh. But if you want to have a sleepover, I'll get a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the friend, and your dad, friends branded And one. then your dad's going to pull one out of a trunk. And be like, <laughs> this one has been to war. And in fact, the dial is made from con- Confederate buttons I stole from an old woman. <laughs> who found them on a battlefield stole them from dead bodies yeah i don't know why it was so glossed over on the wiki page i was like so there were children just running around stealing buttons from dead men and while they were singing songs terrifying London that's Br- scarier than they'd Ouija be like board. london bridge is falling down falling why look, are they have british accents look, mommy i found me a brass button well i found me a copper button <laughs> they're in the south they're not British. All children sound British. <laughs> and they're haunted. All haunted all children. All haunted children are British. All haunted children are in long white gowns yeah. and British. I hope. I think that more ghosts need to be of the times. Like, I want to see a Philly ghost. Like, a ghost <laughs> that is wearing Cookie Monster PJ pants and Adidas slides. And he's just like, yo, not for nothing. You got you to gotta help me reach the other side. <laughs> Yeah, my unresolved trauma is at a fucking family court. <laughs> How'd I die? Perks. But listen, <laughs> can I get $10? Just like this ghost won't leave me alone. You hand him $10 <laughs> and a portal opens behind him. I'm free now. Free. <laughs> anyway, um, I feel like that's the end of that's the end of all my research. And I think it might be the end of this episode. I think it might, be the end of the, it might be the end of this podcast, honestly. <laughs> It's a fun episode. It was We're recording weird. it super late. Yeah, it's been a weird day. It's been a long, weird day. You're uh, drunk on Fireball. I'm not even that drunk. I had two There's shots ants of Fireball. Everywhere. I, I've killed most of them. Yeah. Uh, 87. Our house is haunted by ghost ants at this point in time. Um, I've killed a ton of ants by mm-hmm. hand. <laughs> I've drank one Miller Lite, yep. and I had two shots of Fireball. Yeah, baby, yeah. So that was it. Okay, great. 
Uh, Danny, I guess that's my last words. Your last words. Uh, y'all, happy October. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to all of our Patreons for continuing to support us. And uh, thank you for everybody who's been enjoying and who is going to be voting in the poll on October 11th uh, at 5.30 p.m. We will get that set up shortly. Uh, we are so excited to continue on our fun journey with you. This has been episode 39. Whoop, whoop. Ouija boards. <laughs> the demon portals that you can buy at Target. Yep. Thank you. You did it. Thank you.